welcome to You Need to See This, an every other weekly film podcast about filling the gaps in our collective cinematic experience. I'm Cozy Orlin, and I am joined by my co-host... Bree Jones. Hey, how's it going? Hi, good, good. Oh, fantastic. Uh, this is going to be fun. We are comedians, writers, filmmakers, and dead. <laughs> every, <laughs> every episode, one of us tries to convince the other and the audience that they need to see a specific film. And we do it all without spoilers. That's cool. That's true and cool. Yeah, it makes it easier. You know, it's a good thing. And, and, you know, you know, makes it easier for people to want to see something still instead of being like, oh, I get it now. Yeah. Oh, I have no desire to watch this because I know what happens. Oh, I know it beat for beat and all the twists. No, thank you. Yeah. And I do. I you know I do agree about feeling dead inside. So. <laughs> oh, same. <laughs> Yay. Oh, I love it. Um. Yeah, uh, it's it's National Sketch Writing Month, and I am looking through all of my old sketch ideas just to see which ones to like continue to do throughout this month. And one of them was like, what if everyone talked about everything that they're feeling and was 100% honest all the time in their lives? Oh, gosh. And I was like, yeah, I could I could write that, but I don't know how to make it as funny as I want it to be. I know. I was like, that could be a sketch or it could also be like a Black Mirror episode. <laughs> if you I'm like on board. It. If you like incorporate technology into there somehow. Yeah. Or it could just be liar, liar or. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Liar. Li yeah, exactly. Just uh, you're you're forced to um, to say everything. Your deepest, most honest feelings. Uh, I, I kind of love it, to be honest. I'd be I'd be on board for that for everyone to yeah. some degree based on exactly what it is, because there's a lot of options out there. I would love it. It'd, it'd be nice to like get away from like, yeah, the vague uh sort of mask that people wear outside in public and like the kind of fake niceness and yeah just tell me how you really feel <laughs> yeah, i feel like we'd get a lot more done yeah yeah you'd move past like the kind of like the bs Masky stuff yeah yeah it's all that's what it is anyway the masks are just a delay for like uh for reality and honesty so i'm always like yeah let's get to the real stuff how are we all doing <laughs> how are we doing? Let's check in. Let's get yeah. The pro let's process things just how, how they are. <laughs> Hell yeah, my favorite. Uh, okay, so today I'm going to be telling you about uh, my boyfriend's back, which is a 1993 zombie horror comedy that somehow was made by Disney, which is what? insane when you see what they do in this movie. <laughs> anyway, oh. Bree, you need to see this. Okay. Um. Yeah, my boyfriend's back. I feel like I've heard about this one. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, but um, nope, never watched it. Don't really know much about it. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, excited to hear about it. Oh, perfect. Well, I'm excited to tell you things about it. Um, so we're going to start with the synopsis. But before that, I'm going to immediately remind you, myself, and the audience that this movie was made in 1993 and is, in fact, from Disney. That's crazy. It's just crazy. Disney. Yeah, wow. there were multiple times where I had to be like, are you sure this movie was not made in 1985 and uh, was just some random 80s movie? Yeah. So it feels like it the whole way through with beats and beats of 90s in there, but it's it's a nice little mix. Anyway, the synopsis. Yes. Uh, high school. So I wrote this one out myself for fun. Uh, high school student Johnny Dingle, great name, really awful, <laughs> uh, is shot and killed in a promposal gone wrong. <laughs> oh, wow. The very beginning of the movie. Uh, the next day he wakes up, crawls out of his grave and goes back to school. 
Um, <laughs> will his lifelong crush, Missy McLeod, still go to the prom with him, even though he's a zombie? And even though she's also back together with her football jock boyfriend, Buck Van Patten? We'll find out. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> it sounds silly. It is very, very silly. This is a very silly, fun movie. Yeah, sounds fun. There is there is no depth or need for depth in this very fun movie. <laughs> that is what I found. I was like, oh, this was great. What a good time of a movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, a treat. A real treat. Um, so this movie was written by Dean Laurie. Um, Dean Laurie created the animated Harley Quinn series, which everybody seems to love. <gasps> Oh, cool. That's that's still been on my watch list forever, but I've heard great things. Yeah, me too. He also wrote on Arrested Development, another thing everybody loves. Oh, I love Arrested Development. Right. He was one of the writers of the movie Major Pain, which I remember seeing, I'm sure. Oh, I've seen Major Pain. Yeah. Yes. And he wrote on iZombie, which feels very relevant to this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Probably how he got the job. <laughs> which Disney show, right? iZombie? Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, Disney owns this guy. I love this in the best way possible. I zombie. I'm trying to remember when that what that's like uh when what when did that come out? Is that Disney? I don't know. Maybe it's Nickelodeon. It's one of those kids shows, right? I uh like a teen like a teen show where I think it's I think it's called something different. I think I know what you're talking about, but I don't know if it's I zombie. Okay, because I, I assumed that iCarly and iZombie were a very similar kind okay. of thing. Okay, I was thinking iCarly. I was like, that's the Nickelodeon show. Um, yeah, I assumed that after they made it, it was just going to be like, sure, why why, why not also do that? Oh, no, I'm totally wrong. It is uh, for the CW developed by Rob Thomas. Oh, so, and it's a crime drama. There you go. Oh, wow. So different. I can't believe they called it iZombie. I was just about to say that. I was like, if you add a little I in front of things, it uh, it automatically just like doesn't seem serious. Automatically. Know. It's so weird. Okay, I don't take well, my iPod seriously at all. No, I never will. Or my iPhone. <laughs> it is only my entire life, but not at all serious. But no, not serious. <laughs> and that's why I replace it every year, because I'm like, I don't need you. Yeah, exactly. It's a mark of disdain. Okay, so Dean Laurie wrote on iZombie, which is a CW show from Rob <laughs> Thomas. Incredible. All right. Still very relevant. Still about a zombie. Yeah. Not Not a Disney film at all or a Disney show. Shockingly enough, um, this movie is directed by Bob Balaban, which is great. I love that name. Yeah. Oh, do you know him? No, but I love oh, the wow. name. Oh, wow. Okay. Bob Balaban is great. I think you would recognize him if you saw a photo of him because he has been a character actor for a billion years. <gasps> oh, this guy. Gentleman. Yes. 100%. Okay. Yeah. Known from the Christopher Guest movies, the Wes Anderson movies, hundreds of other movies and TV shows. Um, yeah, he's in a he, lot of stuff. Yeah, and he's always like, he's always an endearing kind of guy. I always love it. Sort of a smart, quiet, nerdy guy. Uh, and he also directs movies like Parents, which uh, was covered on this very podcast back in October of 2020. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I'd forgotten that he directed this movie. So I was very happy to see it. And you can feel uh, the intelligent edge behind it as a result of his direction. Oh, okay. That's nice. And I like, yeah, I'm, I'm excited just even seeing that he's, that he directed this. Cause yeah, he's, he's in so many things and is great in like everything. Right. He always does good work. I did not know his name though. And that's nice. Nice to get a name to the face. Yeah. That's one of the fun things about character actors, right? Is like every so often you learn who they are and you just have that and you're like, ah, I see this. It's that one guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hmm. 
So this movie is starring Andrew Lowry, who played Dante Hicks in an unaired pilot based on Clerks for some reason Hmm. (laughs) with Jim Brewer and Carrie Russell. I think I have to watch that pilot, even though it has to be terrible. Yeah. It's going to be awful. I don't think Kevin Smith was really super involved in that one. But Jim Brewer and uh, Andrew Larry. So come on, let's see how that goes. So yeah. That's on my list now. So, okay. So Andrew Lowry as Johnny. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrew is very much of an everyman kind of guy. He was also in School Ties and the original Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which I remember loving very much. Yeah, cool. Yeah. We also have uh, Tracy Lind as Johnny's crush, Missy. Uh, Tracy was in The Road to Wellville as one of the nurses, which is also a movie we covered on another episode of this podcast. Cool. She was also in Bugsy and Fright Night Part 2 and the 1990 version of The Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> oh, I didn't even not know that there was a Handmaid's Tale before the show. I I don't I had like the smallest, barest memory of the concept of that having not having been a thing, but learning that that was a thing. Hmm. But I don't think anyone watched it. No, I mean, yeah, I just knew that I didn't even know about um, the book until I saw the show. And I was like, oh, yeah, this was a an adaptation. <laughs> yeah, I lo- I kind of love it when that happens. Yeah. Um, well, you got to check out the 1990 Handmaid's Tale just to see how 1990s it feels. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. I don't know how they handled it, honestly. Okay. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Danny Zorn plays Johnny's best friend, Eddie. Uh, Edward, Her- Edward Herman from Gilmore Girls. Uh, mm. uh Lorelai's dad or something, I think. Hmm. Um Yeah, he's he's got a very like dad look, uh, and like a very much like college professor-y kind of look. Yeah. He's got like glasses and he's like, I think I say that you should do this, but I wish no ill will on him, is what he says in this movie. Like something about ill will. Uh, but yeah, he plays the dad in this. Mary Beth Hurt is the mom. She's from the world according to Garp. And uh, they're both perfect stereotypical 80s, 90s parents in this movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he also was in Lost Boys, which I just w- watched recently. Oh, That's nice. Funny. Oh, very cool. I love yeah. that. Edward Herman. Hmm. Yeah. And no longer with us, sadly. Aw. I know. And not even a zombie. So sad. No, or a vampire. Not even a zombie or a vampire. Oh, but a great resume. Not even a Gilmore girl. <laughs> Dang. That's what I, I want. That's the that's the real way to eternal life. Yeah, that's what we all want to come back at. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. That's a whole thing. That's a sketch that we all need. Um, <laughs> yes. We yeah, I just like started going off on that mentally and I was like, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> nope. Let's yeah, I know it's so easy to go off on a tangent when Right. Yeah. Oh god. Uh we also have Austin Pendleton who played Max in the Muppet movie, which you okay. may know. Yeah. Nice. He's a doctor in it in this one. Um we have Paul Dooley as one of the angry towns folk. He's also a very recognizable guy. Yeah, he uh, looks familiar. Yeah, he's got that that sort of very specific older guy energy, very, very character actor. We also have Cloris Leachman as a zombie's wife. Mm-hmm. Okay. We have Matthew Fox from Lost and Party of Five as the football jock, Buck Van Patten. <laughs> cool. In his first movie ever. Wow. And Philip Seymour Hoffman as Buck's dumb <gasps> bully sidekick. What? Yep. This was also Matthew McConaughey's first movie. He plays guy number two, a weird <laughs> extra with one line. That's amazing. It's insane. This cast is insane. <laughs> yeah. Wow. A lot of big yep. hitters there. 
Yep. And also my improv friend, Nick Wagoner is in it as a little kid. So that's pretty cool. Shout out to Nick Wagoner, who I tried to get on this, but I don't think he checked his Facebook messages in time. Dang. <laughs> right. Uh, Would have been a cool score. Uh, well, I mean, maybe there's a future where you could talk to him again about this <laughs> somehow. I think there's a good chance. Yeah. If he, if he checks his Facebook message, then uh, we can tack that onto a future episode maybe and be like, what was it like playing a little kid? Yeah, in a movie. We can do another zombie. zombie film and then have like a little mini section. <laughs> oh, I do love that idea very much because there are some good zombie films out there. Yes. Oh, wonderful. Okay, so that's the cast. Um, I first saw this movie in my house growing up, and then I just rewatched it again in that very same house which I'm in right now with my mom. In fact, uh, I watched it probably the first time with my mom too. It's crazy. Ah, yeah, circle. Really fun. Yeah, she didn't remember it at all. And I'm like, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. Been a long time. It pro we probably saw it right after it came out or a little bit after that. At least high school at the very latest, let's say that. Yeah. Has it been a while since you've seen it? Yes. Not since that one time, as a matter of fact. Not oh, since wow. that first time. <laughs> but it left an impression. It did. I was excited. I was like kind of wondering if it would hold up. I was very curious. And, and then it delivered it a very fun way. So, awesome. yeah, I'm always happy about that. You never know. So what are your first impressions on this one? Um, I mean, I was pretty like, on, yeah, I think I'm like, I, I thought the synopsis was like interesting and like funny. <laughs> um, It's just like a silly like way to start a movie. And <laughs> right. <laughs> and yeah, I don't know. I think that's like a fun, like inciting incident. Like, oh, <laughs> a promposal gone wrong. And now I'm a zombie. And I'm curious, like, oh, like, how does he how does it go from just being shot to becoming mm -hmm. a zombie um yeah it's truly a big swing and uh and the answer to that question is very quickly <laughs> <laughs> okay um yeah no it sounds fun and uh, the cast is, is surprising um and a lot right. of people that and the, yeah like the, the director like yeah i feel like a character a, a strong character actor like that like would probably do well with directing other actors i would especially, imagine especially character actors like you see people there are a lot of characters in this who are just like interesting weirdos like you can really tell that some of them were probably stand-up comics in the 80s and are just like being put in it because they're kind of wacky yeah uh and um so you're like oh like the the guy at who the guy at the graveyard the grave digging guy oh he's a weirdo he must have been some kind of 80s comic yeah and like mm. some guy with a big, weird British accent. Oh, yeah, he was probably from some stuff. And then you look him up, you're like, oh, he was. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think uh, I, I think I, I'm convinced so far. So sweet. All right, great. Well, I'm going to tell you five reasons why people need to see this movie. Does that sound good? Yeah. Wonderful. All right. Uh, so the first reason why people should absolutely see my boyfriend's back is that it is such a fun, silly horror comedy. If you like horror comedies, you should see this one. It's very high school 80s movie with like a little bit of early 90s in there. And you can sort of see it in all the beats of it in the brown haired Tom Hanks, John Cusack, Matthew Broderick, everyman guy. Like in another world, this guy would have been those guys and had those careers. Um, and you can see it in his very stereotypical parents and you can hear it in the music choices. It's just fully comprehensively 80s, 90s, early 90s feeling. Love it. Yeah. And because of that, it feels like a find, like something you didn't realize you were missing. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. I already have a little bit of FOMO, honestly, that I've never seen this. <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah, yeah. It's shocking as a Disney movie that it didn't like creep into everybody's consciousness, too. I know. Yeah. And I'm honestly like, it's so strange to me to, that it is a Disney movie because everything like even just about it so far doesn't feel Disney at all. Yeah. You don't see a high school kid get shot at the beginning of a Disney movie. Usually. No, I mean, <laughs> I guess Disney has like a has is dark like a lot of the time and it's sort of like kind of under this <laughs> this sort of like happy sort of like i guess yeah. facade but like mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know i mean that's pretty dark to like start i mean yeah we're talking like <laughs> uh, somebody getting shot versus like up with with just like <laughs> right <laughs> um, yeah like yeah. uh like different kinds of emotional resonance right yeah yeah uh so that's this one's like yeah, this one's more like shot during a scheme rather than shot during like a hunter in nature or whatever. Right. It almost seems like a Disney executive was just like, like they had like some sort of lapse in in management and then some new exec was like, yeah, yeah, sure. Green light. Um, 100%. It's 100% <laughs> that. This makes no sense. I mean, but the best Disney, it feels like a lot of really good Disney movies like Newsies, for example, like the, the, the pro-union Newsies somehow buried by disney you know like the same kind of thing yeah disney let some stuff get past their watch yep yep and disney then disney was like oh this is about unions we don't want that (laughs) exactly and i mean it's like how many horror comedies do you see from disney after this movie right probably not too many (laughs) no i'm like yeah i'm like was hocus pocus is hocus pocus disney because i'm like that one's I don't know if that one's Disney. I feel like I don't remember if I saw it on Disney, but I was like the only things, yeah, even like sort of remotely like spooky that I could think of that isn't really <laughs> that spooky is like Halloween Town, which is yeah, silly. It's like a di- yeah, it's like, and this one's very silly, but this one has more of like that. It's just a different kind. Hocus Pocus is Disney. Oh, nice. So maybe that is they... another comedy horror. Yeah, yeah, maybe they were just more down in the 90s for that kind of thing. Yeah. That's fun. Well, good for them then. I'm glad they had that in them. <laughs> yeah, we 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 never uh, we never thought that they would, but they have yeah. a couple. Yeah, I mean, interesting. That's fascinating. That's a whole other thing, right there. Just the the outlier choices that big corporations made in their earlier, but not even earlier, because like Disney's been around for a billion decades. So true. But the 90s was a different time. <laughs> it was a different time. And I think people were more like, uh, there's a lot more out of the box movies that kind of mm. are in that area, but also not, I guess not really. I don't know. Yeah, It's complicated. And I think that, you know, having Bob Balaban behind it and having that cast behind it probably let it get, let them get away with a lot more. True. Yeah. Even though the main characters are kind of un- re- relatively unknown people. Uh, which probably also helped on some level. Very, very strange. Anyway, mm-hmm. the second reason that you should definitely check this out uh, is a small one. There's an interesting comics panel motif in the intro and throughout the movie. It's just this kind of unexpected choice that mostly works really well. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, it adds to the fun of it, to be honest. Yeah, that's cool. I always like the, um, yeah, like interesting kind of like stylish choices like that yeah you definitely see it in this one and there's a moment where i was like this would have made more sense for a superhero movie but you know what i like it it's silly it adds to the goofiness of this movie (laughs) yeah and yeah making it comic booky kind of like i feel like you can justify a lot of things if you kind of put it in comic book mode truly yes that is very very true 
Um, and my third reason is uh, that it's it's really fun. It's interesting to see them try and like soft map the teen zombie in school situation over themes like puberty and racism. Hmm. Where it's like, oh, things are happening to my body. Yeah, you're a zombie. <laughs> Or yeah. like, oh, none of the kids in school like me, uh, and they don't want me to. And these guy, this guy, doesn't want me to date his daughter. Racism stuff because I'm a zombie. Hmm. So it's interesting to see what they kind of try and hit. They don't really focus in very hard on any one of those themes, which honestly probably is a good thing. <laughs> yeah, probably because it's yeah. If I feel like it kind of if you dig too much into either one of those, then it like yeah. Puberty they, the genre. <laughs> they may have they maybe could have been okay with puberty racism not so much um based on the fact that it was a very white movie but uh true yeah it, you can definitely see light touches of of things they could have done and it's kind of they they chose fun instead yeah i think that's the right choice probably and also very 90s choice like if they move made this movie now i bet it would have been better but very but very different yeah like not as not as goofy yeah like like they would have put a little bit more focus on maybe some of those things and yeah like i see the smart indie version of this existing very easily hmm. but this is very much not that movie <laughs> yeah that is um, the thing about the 90s too <laughs> right? we didn't really get smart indies then i don't think no whenever they attempted it it just like didn't quite work or the type of indies that they made that people were making was like the smart indies people were making, we weren't hearing about as we, much. Right. Yeah. I think now we just have more of a, a, just with the internet and with everything else, like there's, it's easier to kind of access these indies. Yeah. That's, that seems like the best way of putting it, I think. Um, oh, also I was thinking of the comic. I was like, where did I see a comic book intro to a movie that was like, and it's Creep Show. That's what I was thinking of. Ooh, nice. Um, Ooh. Which we did on this podcast. Yes, I still need to watch that. Halloween's coming up. I got to watch it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, maybe that's like, I don't know, maybe not an homage to that. But just in general, you get spooky characters out of comic books. So I think that there are a couple things in this that feel like homage. And um, uh, when I was looking at the IMDb, interesting thought, you know, fun, fun trivia stuff. Uh, there were a couple things in there that hit uh, homage stuff. So I was like, okay, great. They're doing a good job. And even just like uh, the, um, you know, Missy in this movie, um, yeah, uh, Tracy, Tracy Lind, um, she's been in like a bunch of horror movies before, before, I think before this one. So I think that they knew what they were doing when it came to a lot of that stuff. Like some of the exteriors were also like in other horror movies and stuff like that. Mm cool yeah i like that yeah it's always nice to hear um so the fourth reason why i think you should definitely check out my boyfriend's back is because this movie does a, a very different it, it does something that's very difficult um it tries to juggle an insane reality with an even more insane collection of dream sequences <laughs> Okay. Hmm. So there are moments where you're like, this is crazy, but also <laughs> so is the movie. Is this real or is this a dream? How far in are we going before we realize it's a dream? Oh, no, no, this is definitely the movie. It's just crazy. <laughs> oh, But okay. for the most part, they do a pretty good job of that, um, where you you can mostly pretty much tell. Like, there's even a moment at the beginning where he's like, oh, I'm dreaming, aren't I? And you're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you should be dreaming. This is crazy. <laughs> yeah. And then it goes back to the 
you know, the crazy reality of he is a zombie. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Okay, are, is there a lot of dream sequences in this? I would say there are at least three, two or three dream okay. sequences, three or four, like dream sequence scenes even. So yeah, there's a fair amount. And I was shocked. I was like, wow, they're really going for that uh, in a movie that's crazy. <laughs> yeah that's yeah that's that's interesting like if it's an ins- like you said insane reality and then like dreams are insane yeah it's like figuring out how to how to make the language of dreams more uh prevalent where it's like okay suddenly we're somewhere we didn't think we would be and that feels like a little different from here is a reality here are crazy things happening right yeah and so like these dreams it's like they want to make it seem like the separation like it's like we want to know this is clearly a dream it's not like one of those dream sequences where you're like or are you supposed to be questioning whether or not like this is really happening i think that in the 90s they were always like you should question if it's happening or not yeah that's true there's a lot of dream (laughs) sequences that are you're like is this real and i think that was a trope that they always told us in film school to avoid too they're like no dream sequences (laughs) of course as it should be because it can get complicated and weird and it's like the the reality of this movie is so insane already. Like I would not have attempted it, but I love that they try. It's big swings. Yeah. And like the tone of this movie is kind of all over the place as it is. So it's not it's not perfect, but it's fun. <laughs> yeah, it sounds fun. Yeah, I think that's where it hit me. Um, And the fifth reason for me on this one is that it's very silly and all and over the top, but it's also honestly just like adorable and very funny. Mm-hmm. Like the characters are all super weird, like I was saying earlier, and it balances this like 90s innocence and almost like a 50s innocence against a real like dark edge. So the darker jokes just still hit really well. Yeah. So like you there are people being eaten in this movie, which is like <laughs> what it's what you want out of a horror comedy. So it doesn't skimp on stuff, but it's also still a Disney movie somehow. Yeah. Interesting. It's such a silly movie. It's it it plays a lot with the idea of like losing body parts as a zombie. And you're like, OK, let's see what happens. Yeah, I love that. That's it's definitely it feels like a. Uh, yeah, a, a risk of for Disney to show. I mean, I guess until you get into like pirates and the like later <laughs> on, but which get a little darker. But even pirates isn't as like, yeah, pirates of the yeah. Caribbean. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, it's it's definitely it's interesting. I mean, because horror comedies are, horror comedies are such an interesting animal, and when you see them, you really want certain things out of them. Like, I just saw Slaughter House last night. Mm-hmm. And I wanted Slother House to be good. And it was okay. It was like an okay movie. It didn't hit me like I wanted it to. The jokes didn't really hit me as much. But like this weird early 90s movie was still hitting me in like the darkest ways. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's I mean, that's true. It's like you have to. I don't know. It's such a when you're doing like those genre blends, like horror comedy it's like you want to see all the horror elements, but you want all of the funny too, without compromising exactly the horror elements of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And there's like, there's nothing incredibly like scary about this movie, but there are still moments where you like wince a little bit, and moments where you're like, wow, they really like did that thing that you weren't that we weren't expecting them to do that hard. Yeah, 
And it seems like, yeah, if I feel like if Disney did this, like they're they they leaned into the fun, <laughs> which is probably the only way they could justify doing something like this. There were a couple sound effects in it that felt very like cartoony Disney. And I was like, OK, you got to you got I guess you're going to do that then. But, <laughs> it, you know, it all just blended into the incredible silliness of this movie. Um, my mom, she was like, I want to she she saw that there was um some there was some like fun horror movies playing on Criterion and I was like oh my mom doesn't really watch like horror movies very often so these must be super fun and we looked and I was like those aren't the funnest of horror movies I think that we should try watching this horror movie because that one was really fun yeah and this one had more of the tone of kind of what I was hoping when I heard that (laughs) yeah um that's good I'm glad I feel like yeah you probably picked the right one for, for your mom to watch if she's not like a big horror person i would say a hundred percent yeah because even other horror comedies like i mean i don't know because i haven't seen this but like you know um it can be a little bit more like it leans into the horror a little bit more um in a shocking way or like in a the grossness is there yeah the blood. it's like and it's like the there's it's interesting to see the differences between like a campy horror, like a campy horror movie and a movie that specifically says I am a horror comedy. Yeah. Uh, just sort of in the way it all works. And this one was not like slashery in any way. And it was just like a fun time. And it still like stirred up against all the other like teen comedies that we all have in our brains somewhere. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's what we've got on this one. Uh, what do you think? Um, I'm in sweet yeah i think uh it sounds really fun like uh and i like horror comedies and i like um i generally like disney stuff so uh, yeah seems like a good (laughs) good combination and uh, the cast sounds yeah sounds great so oh fantastic i'm so i'm very excited to hear what you think about this one because it's so silly (laughs) yeah also i wanted to sit like the whole time every time you were like another reason to watch my boyfriend's back i was like Sometimes I'm like, it sounded like wash my boyfriend's back. (laughs) And I was like, (laughs) I was like, huh? (laughs) Oh, no, that is very all not Disney. (laughs) No, not Disney. Um, But uh, yeah, all the all your reasons were like, yeah, very convincing. I feel like uh, just so the overall silliness of it. And I like the um, like what you're saying about like sort of this this kind of layer that they sort of lightly touch on with like the puberty um yeah absolutely yeah i don't know it seems like it's well done for like a 90s silly movie yeah and it's got some like cult feelings in the same way that i was talking about with uh with the dark backward where you're like it's not a perfect movie and it doesn't always have a consistent tone but it takes big swings and makes fun weird choices and feels smart on certain levels and things like that yeah yeah big swings i'm a fan of too it's like they tried something there (laughs) oh it's so nice to see it's so nice to see yeah well wonderful oh fantastic uh audience have you seen my boyfriend's back what a weird way of asking that question (laughs) (laughs) have you seen my boyfriend have you seen his back i hope the answer is no to both of those (laughs) (laughs) i hope so too (laughs) (laughs) i wonder if they ran into this in the early 90s maybe Oh, God. People everywhere are seeing my boyfriend's back. 
<laughs> yeah. And that's like, yeah. And every time you said it throughout the podcast, I did my, that did cross my mind. I was like, oh, my boyfriend's back. Have you I seen it? it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Audiences are loving my boyfriend's back. <laughs> so weird. They keep telling uh, them to put put a shirt on. Yeah. This is a massage movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. God, that's so funny. Um, but if you, if you have seen it, <laughs> uh, make sure to follow us on Facebook and uh, X, I guess, at Need to See Pod, <laughs> and on Instagram, and you need to see this podcast where things are still all love and light. And uh, let us know your thoughts about it. Join the Facebook group. Tell us about some other movies we need to see, or message us on Instagram or X or something, and tell us what other movies we need to see. Uh, we would appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Um, definitely. Uh, maybe we'll look into getting the other uh non-x things too threads, yeah i guess is the other thing but i think yeah. you could be invited i don't know yeah threads and blue sky are the ones people talk about and then the ones nobody talks about anymore are hive and mammoth threat. Ma- mastodon is that mastodon thank you yeah same thing see but it's so not talked about it right? could be mammoth we don't know yeah it's it's fascinating yeah tell us which networks you want us to be on and we will either entertain that concept or we'll be like no uh so let's uh let's jump into uh, recommendations that sound good sure great what do you got um okay so i'm late to the game on this but uh i recently got a switch and i started playing uh legend of zelda tears of the kingdom and it is amazing nice um so that is my recommendation even though i'm sure everyone's already played it (laughs) besides me you never know, though. I mean, this might be the one thing that tips people on to into it. You never know. Yeah, it's really fun. I love I love Zelda. I love like the the lore of Zelda. And like, I just love all the like the Zelda games. So but this one is like, definitely. Um, yeah, I don't know. They, they it, It's very different. Um, yeah, that's what way. I've heard. Oh, that's a wonderful thing. Yeah. Did you yeah. do the one before it? I did not. So I need to play the I didn't do any of the ones uh, like that were for the switch. Um, mm. uh, the last one I played, I think, was probably Wind Waker. Oh, OK. Um, so I need to play. I need to. Yeah, I pr- I'll probably work backwards from there. But um, yeah, I'm on. honestly like it's getting me back into I used to be way more of a gamer than I am now. And I'm like, uh oh, maybe this is <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm spending way too much too many hours playing this. It's hard not to get consumed. It really is. And I'm like, OK, I got a balance, Um, but it is <laughs> kind of getting me back into playing games again. And I have. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. My N64 games that I play sometimes. But other than that, that's it. Oh, I love to hear it, though. That's always a nice feeling. Yes. Yeah. Zelda always makes me think of the Sega Genesis version of like that whole franchise, which was called Landstalker. Oh, hmm. and yeah, most people did not. But uh, <laughs> but I loved it very much, even though it also has like a three quarters isometric like perspective. So and it's a jumping related thing. So you have to be able to pull off incredibly difficult and insane jumps throughout it. Oh, wow like platforming stuff where it's like oh can you make it on that one like pick one by one by one pixel like platform before it falls into space and you have to jump onto another one. <laughs> Ooh, okay sounds hard it's tough but the other parts of it are like hey get these boots and then you can finally go on the lava level and when you go on the lava level you can finally find the sword that you can charge up and when you charge that sword you can cut through like the 
the um the vines that were like blocking your way so it's got like that feeling to it that I love so much yeah. and you get like a certain amount of like hearts and you can like add hearts to your thing there's like a fairy that you're hanging out with the whole game I love it it's okay that feels very like yes uh like Zelda uh adjacent <laughs> um, yeah it was fully like here's the Sega version of this game people like and I'm like yeah I'll take it <laughs> yeah yeah I love the puzzling like yeah that is a big part of the Zelda thing that I love is like sort of the this not too difficult puzzles but like kind of um yeah you have like I love like the little um puzzles that you solve in Zelda games yeah so. they have those in Landstalker too love that pretty great and the one other weird thing that they have in Landstalker is that you can pick up chickens if you do it right <laughs> Ooh, okay. So if you if you if there's chickens running around like the villages, and if you click, if you like say if you I don't know what the button was. If you press a button, you can uh, talk to it, and it goes like bok bok. But if you press it in a certain way when it's walking in a certain direction, you can pick it up instead, and then you can put it on other people's heads, and you're like, great, I'm playing games. Oh, I love that. <laughs> it's really adorable. Uh, fun, I love fun times. Yeah, I love. Oh yeah, the picking up chickens in Zelda too. Classic. Oh. What a treat. Oh, the best. <laughs> um, oh yeah. God. What is your recommendation? Uh, so my recommendation, I talked about it on the last episode a little bit, but now I actually have to recommend it specifically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that one is also a game that is Siberia the world before. Okay. Uh, it's just a beautiful game. It made me cry. So I have to recommend it. These are the rules. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. It, yeah. I remember you ta- talking about this one now. Yeah. I'm gonna, I don't know, write it down now that I'm a gamer again. I love it. Yes, jump in. Um, yeah, it's really great. Anytime I see like reunions after years and years, I'm just a full mess. Um, and they have things like that in this game. Uh, it focuses on Nazi Germany and what it was like for the Jews. And there's like piano playing, which I did growing up and family. There's like family stuff in it. And it just connected to me in a very family and other personal ways. So I was it's not something I expect from any computer game or video game that I ever play. So I was like, fine, people got to try it out. <laughs> yeah. And uh, uh, you said it's a it's a computer game. Yes, it is a computer game that was released in 2022. I believe the guy who created the series died um, before it came out. So it's dedicated to him. Um, I know. And there are like four Siberia games. They're all very pretty. They tell interesting stories. And this one was a really great like payoff to all of those games i love that yeah i uh you know computer games too or it's like a whole different um like level of like commitment and style of playing mm, um, yeah but uh yeah that sounds that sounds really good um, yeah it doesn't handle incredibly well i'll say that like in terms of cl- clicking around you're like jesus this is so annoying but <laughs> when it comes to like the story oh it's great yeah that's the the yeah a lot of point and click games for computers i guess um, yeah exactly some of them don't nail it when it comes to walking around <laughs> yes oh my gosh i actually re uh i had like this uh when I, I i recently moved and i had to uh like disconnect all my devices and i like i just had my mm. laptop and i had this like uh i don't know i guess something just popped in my head and reminded me of uh this game i used to play when i was like a kid called uh Kyrandia. I love those games. Yes, and and I found it online for free, and so I recently replayed the first one. Oh, that makes me so happy. 
Yeah. And speaking of like puzzle games, oh my gosh, I forgot how frustrating some of those were. But um... right. Uh, yeah, I was just talking to somebody the other day about their second one, The Hand of Fate, right? The Hand of Fate. I love that one. So good. And then the third one was the Jester one where you get to play the Jester. God, those were so fun. You play the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. Westwood games. Come on. Westwood. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> but uh, but the first one had very annoying like uh, I mean, you you know, you can go to the edge of the screen and go down on the map. But like if you click anywhere mm. like it, the clicking <laughs> part was a little bit uh finicky so yeah. oh god that's so annoying yeah i feel yeah. like it only got worse when 3d was added because then everyone's like we don't know how to do 3d yet we're new at this <laughs> yeah it's adorable oh i'm so glad you're playing those that makes me happy I feel like yes. i feel like people all a lot of people know about king's quest but nobody remembers uh Ky- kyrandy games so that's great <laughs> Yes, I, I I feel like my aunt, uh, I have to thank her for that, because I think she's the one who, like, introduced <laughs> me to them, and I, I yeah, I just had a, I was like, I want to play Kyrandi, I wonder if I could find them online, I used to have, like, the CD, the CD-ROM for it. Oh, um, that's the best, though, I love that. Yeah, um, yeah, games are fun. <laughs> yeah, I might still have those CD-ROMs, <laughs> holy shit. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, my God, I don't know, I kept everything, there's a chance. Yeah. Uh Amazing. Uh, great. Yes. Everyone go out and play point and click adventure games, please. <laughs> yes, please. They're very fun. Uh, what a treat. Uh, did you ever play Sam and Max? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Oh, the first one was so funny. What a funny yeah. game. Oh, a treat. Yes. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear it, though. That helps for the it, it always helps people. It helps build people's comedy when they play those games early. <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, good point. It's just, oh. It, it kind of leaves an impression. Yeah, um, the truth. Um, okay, it is time for plugs. Do you have plugs? I do have plugs. Um, let's see. So this comes out Monday, um, which is today. Truth, oh. accurate. <laughs> comes out on the day it comes out, which is right co- now. <laughs> which is right now. Um, <laughs> which is just an hour of a ga- an hour ago when it came out. <laughs> yes. Um, I have a show. Uh, I'm doing like I ex- some sort of character. Uh on september 7th at i believe it's 7 p.m at eno vino oh um, yeah it's a uh, i think they did it this is a uh, kenny gray and mike morrissey they've been putting on a show there um mm. and i think last the last show it was called like not garfield so basically the whole thing was just as long as you do a bit that doesn't involve garfield you're good <laughs> <laughs> that's very funny so that's i believe yeah, I believe that's what it's called this time as well. But um, I haven't nice. gotten a whole uh thing on the show info. But that's all I know. Um, <laughs> oh God, I hope everyone does Heathcliff bits. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Oh, what a treat. <laughs> um, and then yeah, I guess pretty far away. Uh, just my next uh Dreamboat show, which is October first. Yes, everybody, check it out. <laughs> yeah, uh, nine p.m. Pack Theater. Um, how about you? Ah, well, tonight I've got Crash the Scout Jamboree with one of my favorite L.A. sketch teams ever, the Burbs. I love them very much. Uh, Speaking of Tom Hanks and speaking of classic everyman, uh, the Burbs, I still haven't seen the movie itself. Um, Ah. But yes, they were a long running Ruby Theater house uh, house sketch team and everyone on it is a hilarious sweetie. So happy to have them back after a while. Uh, We've also got stand up from Jeremy Bassett, improv from class of 1969 Improv from Nobody Asked, and more improv from Sweet Dialama. And Sweet Dialama will also be debuting our new members, Freddie Boyd and Tim Montoya. 
That'll Ooh. be tonight, 7 p.m. Yay! Clubhouse main stage. Um, and on September 6th, uh, September 18th, rather, uh, I've got Crash's Beach Bonfire Party with musical <laughs> comedy from Bobby Bogner, improv from Splash, improv from Heatwave, and more improv from Sweet Dilemma. September 18th, 7 p.m., Clubhouse main stage. Second attempt at this show, which was canceled before. <laughs> Ooh. Yep. Hopefully it goes non-canceled this time. That's the goal. I'm trying to get one more group for it who I love very much, and we'll see if we get them. I hope so. That would be really nice. Fingers crossed. Oh, thank you. I hope so. Um, And that's going to be Sweet Dalai Lama's like, 12-year anniversary as a team show, I think, too. Wow. Truly crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And on September 21st, I've got dub set with special guest VO artist Haley Mancini. Haley plays Princess Morbucks and Dame Elspeth in the Powerpuff Girls, uh, Globlet in The Last Kids on Earth, and Lana in Victor and Valentino. I've known Haley for a million years. She's a hilarious improv and sketch person and is the best. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I well, oh, oh, go for it. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, do I know like Haley? That, sound, that name sounds very familiar to me, but I, I think there's a good chance. She's probably directed teams at the pack before oh okay yeah i think that's that's why i think maybe moon moonshot had them wouldn't yeah yeah i wouldn't be surprised absolutely um and you know she was on like uh mod and stuff like that too and long-running indie teams and just just a very funny awesome human being um yeah and we'll also be debuting our new member for that team emily champlin emily is also fantastic oh yeah love emily Yes, and uh, that'll be on September 21st, 8 p.m., Broadwater Studio. There is no scene, kids, this month. Very sad. We will be back in October. <laughs> yeah, bummer. Such is life. Anyway, uh, folks at home, give us a five-star rating if you would like to. Leave us a review if you'd like to. We love those. Uh, it's been over a year since we've gotten one, I think. Maybe even over two years, something crazy like that. Uh, no, I think over one year. I Ezra think it's was... a little bit over one yeah, year. Yeah, it feels about right. Oh. Guys. leave us a review if you're listening we've got listeners yeah change that thing for us please for the sake of bumping us up and feel free to subscribe if you haven't already if you leave a five-star review we will read it on the air oh my goodness talking so special thanks to our editor brie jones thank you brie yep <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i just heard her that was crazy <laughs> um, <laughs> thank you so much to uh audience for listening to you need to see this what do you have against johnny besides the fact that he's dead